0: welcome back to another hour of Sky hour i'm noah and i'm jesse all right jesse hey just just the two of us again just the, the two, two of us,
1: us. we can make, make it if we try
0: we better not lose our day jobs yeah dude <laughs> I,
1: I can't carry a tune <laughs> to save a mouse's life <laughs> neither can i
0: um any case um we do have a i think a pretty interesting show for this evening um we have, uh, is it, uh, how do you pronounce this, uh, Scotch? Ben, ben Rock? Ben uh, React. Ben React. Yeah. All right. Ben React. Ten right? It is. It's the original Ten. Okay, and they're from Space Side, that's right. All right, great. And so we got that on the docket here. And then after that, we have our shout outs and then our restaurant review, which I don't think we did a restaurant. So we're going to be talking about the... Those prime
1: rib and scotch mushrooms. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is that, that, okay, that's, that was the other flavor there. <laughs> you did mention that. Okay. And then lastly, uh, we have our topic, which is uh, about the detective from... Agatha Christie's um books um uh, which is uh perot eric eric perot I I'm not French. I'll butcher <laughs> it. I'm a, I'm American. I'm okay if I butcher stuff, right? <laughs> we 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 are well known as a nation of butchering French names and I think but he's not really from France. So he's uh, Belgium. Belgium. Yeah. yeah. All right. And uh, I think some real quick housekeeping notes here. Uh, I believe we are going to move our show back to uh, being released on Thursday evenings. Yes. Uh, it just seems to be a better fit, especially for those people who like to enjoy a nice dram on a Friday night or a Saturday. Or a Thursday. Or even a Thursday <laughs> night if they want to watch the show. That was my habit. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed, uh, I, I even have a harder time rewatching our shows um, when I, when they have a Saturday release for some reason.
1: Yeah, it just doesn't work for me, whether I'm at work or I have my kids, it just doesn't feel the same, but a Thursday night's perfect.
0: Yeah, so I think uh, that that seemed like a better fit for us, so I think we'll go ahead and go back to, to that. And uh, another real quick note here, um, I'm not sure if we'll even shout it out at any other time, but uh, I'll say congratulations to the LA Rams. There's like, what? less than 40 seconds left
1: and it looked like they're going to win the super bowl yeah that's so. pretty much over <laughs> if, they, if we turn the tv on tomorrow and find out that the bengals won dude we must have missed like the best 40 seconds of football in yeah history. exactly
0: <laughs>
1: scotch review Here we have the Ben React, the original 10. So a single Spall uh, Speyside single malt scotch with the master blender, Rachel Berry. Now don't confuse that title, master blender with a blended scotch. This is truly all from the Ben React distillery uh, with scotches um, all made the traditional scottish way um, this particular one is uh, crafted and aged in three different types of tap uh casts so we do have the ex-bourbon casks the virgin oak casks as well as the sherry casks. so uh, aged in three types of casks, we've had some good luck with that this is not considered a peated scotch whiskey they do have a peated version as well uh they leave that out of this one so Okay, it might be, you know, it's going to be interesting. It's I'm thinking it might be a little bit like the Glenn Farkless 10. uh, But we're about to find out.
0: Yeah, so I I guess as you're opening it, um, I'll go ahead. uh, If you want to start opening it, I'll just go ahead and just say that um, it was founded in uh, 1898 by John Duff. And um, it does draw water from the mineral-rich uh, aquifer deep beneath the grounds at Rinnock. Is it Rinock Farm? I think is where mm-hmm. he originally built it. Yeah. And Rachel Berry, she um, was actually trained as a chemist. Yes. And uh, if you want to <laughs> check out, if you really, if you want to know a little bit more about her. Um, she, uh, there's a really good interview, uh, with her on what's called misswhiskey.com. So M I S S -S whiskey.com and whiskey spelled with just a regular Y not the E Y. All right. And, uh, she, uh, she's a very big proponent of, um, of having women get more involved in the scotch. So am
1: I, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Rachel, you and I both, you know, uh, is it Rachel or because she is of a different descent, if you will, is it Raquel? It might be Raquel. Raquel. All right. I'm going to have to watch this interview. I'm kind of excited about well,
0: that. Well, it's, it's just uh it's just, it's a written format. So I don't think you'll be able to actually see, hear
1: that. All right. All right. Um, we're going to find out. Might have to come visit you, Rachel.
0: But she was also previously in the same role role at Glen Marang- Glen Moranji hey. and has over 21 years of experience in the industry. And um, one of the questions here they ask her is like, what dram changed changed you into a whiskey drinker? And she put that uh, in here. Uh, in my adult life, I've always been a whiskey drinker, so I didn't need to be converted. <laughs> Every dram changes me a little
1: bit. Interesting. I would say it's probably true for us as well. Yeah, I would say so. It's a pretty handsome bottle. It's interesting. I'm not sure how much of a role she plays in the selection. I was particularly drawn to the original TENS canister, the tube, if you will, the protective tube. And if anybody is curious why so many scotches come in these, it is literally to keep them out of the light and to protect them. Uh, But the bottle itself is pretty handsome, very simple, not... Too complex again, much like a Glen Farkless or uh, uh man, some of the other less designed um scotches. It just it's simple um with the letters in the glass and a very, very light gold, uh summer gold color, if you will. Yeah, <laughs> it does look pretty light from the glass there and Mm a nice little pop a little bit of smoke right out the tip it's only supposed to have a trace (laughs) of just just (laughs) just for a minute and we will see how it feels
0: ah here it is do you feel more women should be should or could be involved in the industry and she said i absolutely feel that more women should be involved and more women and indeed men are getting interested in and developing a taste for whiskey Attending whiskey festivals and ordering single malt at the bar As in as interest has as interest has gathered pace We need passionate knowledgeable and experienced people Men and women to educate and encourage those who are just discovering whiskey So I think she's like a very big proponent of just getting like new blood into the into the industry Building the business yep. I like it All right And um I guess we'll go ahead and do our little cheers. cheers. Oh, Yep, cheers. And then we'll go ahead and uh, do our little... We'll do uh, warp speed now. All right, so uh, I guess I'll – do you want me to go ahead? And, yeah, start okay. it off. Kick it off. All right, so with me, with the color here, I'm definitely more of a fan of a darker, brassier color. Uh, not saying that this is a bad one or anything like that. It's just really kind of light in color. Uh, I put my I put my color as being like a light, pale, straw, gold color maybe. Yeah. Um, and, uh, as far as like the nose, I got like heavy barley with like hints of, uh, citrus and gingerbread. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it, it, so it's kind of like, kind of inviting, but you gotta be careful. Like, don't like stick your nose in your glass right away when you first pop the bottle. Cause otherwise I think you'll, you'll get a lot of the, a lot of the, lot of the alcohol type of smell and it'll just bring your nostrils, but, um, let it sit just for a moment or two and then go ahead and then, then take a, a whiff of the bouquet. Uh, from there on the palate, um, the palate to me seemed it was like very nice. Uh, had a nice front, had a nice mid. The back end, and for some reason, for me, it just spikes. And it could just be my taste buds. Um, but in the front to mid palate, I will say you get like a nice hint of sweetness there, uh, a little bit of malt. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, the sweetness that I kind of get is from kind of like uh like bananas and uh and some pears so i think i get more pear up front and more like a banana flavor in the back uh but the finish when i say like there's a spike for me on the finish uh, it just seems like there's like a like a spicy uh like spicy oak or spicy something in there at the finish Mm -hmm. which is probably hit with uh with cinnamon there and um i think for me um, and like i said i'm, I'm getting that uh, i'm getting that spicy like jump at the end and i think that i'm, not, I'm after last after the last couple that we've had they've been pretty smooth and and uh i you know if you do like having a little bite near the end of your of your scotch this is a great scotch to try to you know try out um but don't i don't
1: want to finish prematurely here no, all
0: right right <laughs> uh, but but personally i i kind of like more of the smoother finish and this this to me doesn't give me that smoother finish but i still think it's a it's a very good bottle i think uh being that uh, you have a uh, a woman scotch maker here uh that that put this together i think she did a really great job with it um i do enjoy it um but as i was mentioning like for for me it just has that little bit of a spicy spike at the end which after coming off the last couple of weeks is is not kind of like what i was looking for but It's still, once again, a very nice bottle of scotch.
1: At first, for me, much like yourself, I was a little worried. I'm not going to lie. I was like, all right, Rachel Berry, uh, we got to talk. But um, (laughs) after a few moments and after it really started to breathe, I am very pleased with it. Uh, I would call it uh, very layered. It's one of those scotches that we have that's very layered. And for me, uh, they, Rachel um, calls it summer gold. And I think that's a great name for the color summer gold. Uh, and it's also smart, especially if you're trying to bring in a diverse crowd into an interest of the Scotch. So I think, uh, you know, cheers to you, Rachel and Ben react, uh, you know, I, uh, on the nose, I get that same barley malt sweetness. It's pretty simple. It's, it's loaded with barley. Yeah, and then there's a little bit of fruit, nothing too crazy on the palate for me. Here's where it gets fun. Like, this is where these layers really come in for me. At first it didn't, but after sitting for a little while, it explodes with some pear, ripe pear, that sweet, pear, and then it transcends into that malty sweetness. So from pear to a malty sweetness, to a little bit of vanilla, nothing too strong, not like some of the vanillas we've had the past few weeks, but a pleasant vanilla. And then, man, from the middle on, it's just this sweet honey ride with a medium finish. Uh, And and, and I dig it. I'm actually kinda, uh, I'm kinda loving it. I'm I'm gonna have to, uh, you know, I think we need to share this with some other people and really see what they think. I don't know what you're talking about, Willis. What you talking about Willis? (laughs) What you talking about Willis? Um, I really think it's it's a treat, and I'm uh, enjoying. I'm curious to see how it'll be in another thirty minutes, if there's any left. Eh, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) It's a Sunday. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, we are filming a little bit early. (sighs) Yeah.
0: But, yeah, for, I don't know. For me, I just didn't get that smooth honey ride.
1: Dude, for me, I'm getting the smooth honey ride. And, like, it, it's making me think back to James Bond, honey rider. Cheers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, but this could also be here, – here's, like, another side note here. I think a lot of times, too, it could be, like, what's going on in your mouth, too, because uh, here's something that happened to me the other night. Um, Uh-oh um I had some chicken, what was her name I had some chicken <laughs> wings right and uh I think I burned the top of my mouth uh, so they so I think that could be maybe there's a possibility like uh there's a little bit of rawness there in the mouth there from like that burn that to where maybe that's what's causing that higher spike in cinnamon did you ever eat those honey
1: sticks them. As a kid, I haven't had one. I haven't even seen one in. I feel like a decade. But as a kid, used to get uh, you get them at a candy shop, and they were little sticks, literally filled with honey. And that's what this reminds me of is with the finish. With once you get past the initial palate, and you get into the beginning, the mid, and the finish, it reminds me of one of those honey sticks, and huh. it's fun. I think just the fact that it brings back a little bit of youth um, makes it a treat for me.
0: Well, that's good i'm glad i'm glad you're enjoying it and i'm glad that that reminds you of that yeah the closest thing i had to honey <laughs> stick ever well what was her name no <laughs> the closest thing i ever had to honey <laughs> stick that you're talking about there is uh is i used to go to um whole foods and i get some like that raw the, like Ooh. the the local raw honey there and i get some uh get some the uh peanut butter that was that yeah. you get that they have the peanut butter grinder oh, there, so they yeah. already have like you choose like which type of nut you want, and then it grinds it and uh it <laughs> makes it into like the whatever kind of peanut butter you want or like almond butter or whatever. Sounds like a woman's
1: dream. And then
0: <laughs> I would get like the like little orange carrots, and I take the orange carrots, dip it in mm-hmm. the peanut butter, and then I drizzle some of that honey on there.
1: But uh, uh, it's just fun, like the fact that it brings me back to childhood. I, at first, again, I like I'm. Uh, you know me, man. I have no problem telling you don't ever buy or drink scarabus. Total wine, you lied to us. But with this, um, this is this is fun. At first, I was a little worried, but uh, Rachel Barry, you have done well here. I'm enjoying it. I know <laughs> we don't always see eye to eye. We've got our favorites. Um, for me, I, I'd actually, and it's a sin sometimes to take a single malt Scotch of this of any caliber um, beyond you know like the what's a BB a point one oh. I think it's a 0.15, 0.17, depending on your your size. But, you know, anything, once you get to a real caliber single malt scotch, it's kind of a sin almost to make mixed drinks of it. This one, I feel like you could do something grand with, something fabulous.
0: Nice. Well, I, I would still give it a thumbs up. I'd say it's a, still a very good scotch
1: to drink. 43% ABV, right around, the, right around the $55 price point. And that was at Bevy's here in Parker, which has done well for us.
0: It's time for our shout-outs. All right, so uh, any shout-outs for you this week? Oh, man.
1: Uh, You know, I'm going to say it's going to go straight to the smarter challenge which we'll talk about here shortly but you know shout out goes to all the great authors who wrote fabulous detective stories that span great lengths of time uh you know um and and we'll get to the smarter challenge in a minute but sir arthur conan doyle or agatha christie uh cheers to you guys for creating these stories which can be told and retold um almost a century after originally written agatha christie wrote her first perot urkel perot book in uh, 1916 uh, it was published in 1920 that's that's 102 years ago now death on the nile wasn't quite written that long ago but man how great is it to be an author and just thank you um to those great authors who wrote stories including you know Arthur Conan Doyle, who wrote Sherlock Holmes um a decade ago, made into a BBC version. Fabulous. And uh he really just cheers to all the great authors, the Shakespeare's, the Agatha Christie's. You know, I don't know that I most people would say, hey, put those in the same bucket. <laughs> uh, but uh, the Arthur Conan Doyle's, uh, you know, just great job. That's an art. So here's a question for you. Yeah.
0: Do you think some of these, like, are, uh, authors know that they were as good as they were back then?
1: Oh, hell no. Nobody, like, I don't think, oh, yeah, man, I'm going to write a story and a uh, century from now, they're going to tell a an adaptation that still relates very closely and intimately to that story. I don't know, and like you're talking Shakespeare, you're not talking one, two, but three plus centuries now. (laughs) Um, That is amazing.
0: And here's here's the other thing: Do you think a lot of people that maybe like seen the original plays or seen the original, uh, read the original stories or when they first came out stuff? Do you think they were that they knew that they were around greatness at that time?
1: No, man, they were just highfalutin, money rich, um, drunkards. Uh, Of which I'm jealous (laughs) 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 because I would have loved to have been in that moment and experienced that in its true original splendor. Now I don't think these people realized it. Um, and one of the things that I love about, uh, Perot is that he, frequently reads dickens another fabulous author um in movies and in the books and uh what a great little tribute to another fabulous author um who did a great job but at the same time man i don't know that you can rewrite his stories just because they were so historically based often as you can these others
0: yeah i just think it's pretty interesting like you know some like you're you're right like a lot of these uh, authors um are from way back from way before us. Um, and I don't even know if they knew how great they were or or how, how, or if they knew like how good their work would be in the future to affect future generations.
1: I don't think they did. And you know, I don't, and no offense to Joe Rogan, I don't listen to his podcast frequently or really ever, um, but I see a lot of his quotes and his clips from his podcast, and it's no different than that. Like These are people of passion, and I think a century from now, love him or hate him, um, Joe Rogan is splendid in the fact that he leaves a mark, not the same as some of of these others. but, you know, I could be absolutely wrong. He might leave an even bigger mark. And and with that, that's amazing. I think the truth is here, each one of these people had a talent, but more importantly, they had a passion and they followed that. And, I, you know, when you do that, at first you make a lot of enemies before you make oh, friends right. and then you make a lot of friends. Um, and I think it's interesting because if you look at Joe Rogan's career with his podcast, he started, what, about 15 years ago, roughly, maybe it's like 12 to 15 years, right in that range. Um, And he's made a lot of enemies. At the end of the day, he may still make a lot of enemies after he's dead. Um, I think everyone has to realize he shed some different lights, like it or not, truth all the time or not. It was emotional. And I think that's actually no different than what Shakespeare did, especially in things like Hamlet or Romeo and Juliet. It's no different than Arthur Conan Doyle did in Sherlock. I think there's a little bit of a difference, though. There's definitely a difference, but I think these are all people, and again, you can't throw them necessarily in the same bucket, but you can if you say, this is someone, and now consider this, these are all people who have had a passion, and they have lived it to its end except for those that are still alive. So in this case, Joe Rogan. I will tell you though, Agatha Christie, Arthur Conan Doyle, Shakespeare, none of them had a hundred million dollar contract or it's equivalent during their life. Uh, but all of their works made that for them. That, they that's still what I'm talking
0: about. Like, <laughs> like, I don't think back then, maybe that they knew, like they didn't maybe like they, maybe they had some awards or maybe not. I, I just don't know. But I, like, I just don't think like, when, when you look they at today's
1: alive. shakespeare in particular <laughs> yeah
0: i think if you just like like when you, when you bring in joe rogan or somebody like that they're like in today's society it's like instant gratification so he already knows like how like how influential 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 he yeah. is uh or um he, he's seen that like where but someone who who was an author way back when um and who knows maybe rogan may have a lasting uh,
1: i think he's going impression. to have an impression but that we can't fathom, that's going to be that profound, positive or negative. Um, but yeah, you're not wrong. These earlier works is I, you know, I think technology and science has changed the world that we live in had these characters lived in this modern time and had the same ability and used their used their art and their passion to the same extents that they did you know you see it throughout time um so here's a good question i'm sorry go ahead monet had a glimpse of how great his work would be uh, and he got to live some of that well, shortly thereafter Picasso the same but as th- time has gone on the artist has really gotten to enjoy more of the fruits of their labor.
0: So do you think maybe like Ag- Agatha Christie or um uh, uh, Arthur, Arthur. Arthur? Yeah, do you think either one of them would have um if they lived in today's society do you think they would they'd be able to write the same type of quality of a story or book? Or or do you think people would enjoy the their,
1: their works as much if they wrote them like in today's society? I don't know, because writing itself is kind of on the wayside, if you will. Now that being said, someone with that artistic ability, the, the struggle would be how are they starting to tell this story in a way that hasn't already been told, but you think about Hemingway. This is another one. This is another character Um all of these characters that we're talking about, by the way, they all lived through wars and things that most of our current generations thank god honestly haven't had to live through because you know we think like about devastating wars devastating wars we're not talking about oh afghanistan which was a tragedy and i hate the way it ended um but we're not talking about that we're talking about wars where they man, if this comes to american soil it's over like world the world life as we know it will never be the same um so we're talking about different things these people mostly came from countries england which actually saw wars on their property world war ii wasn't in america it was all over europe now if you change that landscape we might have those great authors
0: (laughs) well i think talking about like going to do that type of type that type of situation like going through like a world war or whatever on your own soil was it? uh was it C uh, Lewis C uh, yep. is it CR Lewis or C something Lewis CK CK yeah he he same thing right then he like write like the lord of the rings or something like that during like the
1: bombardments and stuff that's just it, it you know it's not necessarily you're telling something that's new but you've got your own adaptation of reality. And uh, so I don't know that they could tell the same thing, especially if they're American, but maybe if they were in the Ukraine or Moscow right now, no matter what we think in America, whether they go to war or not, no matter how serious we think it is, there are people like if I was living within a hundred miles of that line and I see and on camera what Russia has lined up (laughs) on the other side of my Ukraine border, I'm writing a book. So
0: I, I know we got like <laughs> a little bit off track there. I should probably bring us reels back good. in a little bit. Um, do you have any other shout outs that you'd like to, to mention? No, just That's really great th- Thank
1: you um, to all the authors, past and present, uh, who continue to write great works of art and just really share their passion, whether or not um, you guys are all seeing the instant gratification, um, you know, keep up the good work, stick with your passion, good love wow. life. That's, a, that's a great me. one.
0: And so I, I went off to off the deep in no, and asking I, some side No, I know questions. I think
1: it's it's very important that people just ponder that for themselves. I think it was a great tangent. Um is to really think, you know, am I doing something I'm passionate about? And uh, you know, you can make all the money in the world. And when you're 50 or 60, if you didn't use your true talent or your true passion, that money may not bring you the joy that a poor life could have.
0: You know the it's always good to, to pursue a passion or a dream or something. Cause if you don't, I mean, if all you do is you just wake up, go to work at a place that you don't enjoy, you're not really living life.
1: No, it's uh, you know, you think about the dark night and yeah, I, I need to stop taking this on different <laughs> tangents. Uh, but as a parent or as a person, you really got to pursue a passion. I, I, I
0: believe so. I, and I think, uh, well, uh, yeah, I'll just, I'll, I'll, stop there. So any case, So many tangents <laughs> on this,
1: the, the possibilities the are possi- endless. Yes.
0: Oh. Uh, real quickly, I'll do my, my shout yeah. out. It's going to be to, um, all the, uh, alternative, uh, media, uh, as far as uh, that releases information that, uh, so I'm talking about. that goes against uh, mainstream news, <laughs> uh, because obviously, you know, there's a narrative that's out there but if you live in a free society, you need to have the other narrative out there to be pushed. So that way uh, you can use critical thinking and take in all the information from both sides and understand like what's really being told to you. Awake, not woke. Yep. Awake, not woke. And, um, I also want to give another shout out to all those uh, Canadians and uh, French people and uh, the Germans who are all out there doing their uh, freedom uh, uh, convoys. Convoys, yeah. yeah. Uh, You know the the Canadians. You know they're fighting for their freedoms, and uh, that's happening in Germany. The French uh, they've already like the French are going. They're going to be encountering (laughs) some tanks and stuff when they arrive to Paris. Uh, you know, and here's the thing like whether you're for the jab or not for the jab, I don't think that's really like so much the question here why people are standing up. I pretty much believe it's more about people should have the right, uh, to decide yeah. whether or not to get it on their own, not, not to be uh, dictated by the, by their governments or, or,
1: uh, pharmaceutical companies. I, yeah, for me, just like if you are curious. And you have an opinion. Just stand back, whether whichever side you're on, and uh, really look at the science. What yeah. does science tell you? We're going <laughs> to. That's all. That's where I'm going to. Yeah. I love science, and anyone who's a true scientist, therefore, already knows which side I'm on.
0: <laughs> so here's the thing, though. Like, cause you, you have like you could say that, but then there's like a bunch of people who are out there touting, believe the science, believe the science, and all of a sudden now you have uh, you the have narrative. Now all of a sudden you have the narrative coming out from the government meeting saying like well the science has changed. The science never changed. Yeah. 2 the, plus
1: 2 is still 4. <laughs> it's still 4, right Brian? <laughs> the,
0: the 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 V the V was uh, 0.1 microns. The spacing between uh fibers in a mask is 0. 0.8 or is uh, 8 microns. 1 micron is always going to be smaller than 8 microns. And whatever you want to say one micron can pass through eight microns
1: and a pocket square will always be visually sexier than no pocket square. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but in any case, uh, I mean, as you as that's you the new
1: science. Yeah, that's the new
0: science. <laughs> but I just think like, yeah, I think one always has to have a healthy distrust of of government. Not an unhealthy discharge, <laughs> <laughs> and one always needs to have a healthy distrust of whatever the you know like whatever you like. It's almost like what Thomas Jefferson would used to say: you have to question everything, even the existence of God, because yeah. if you question it, you're going to research it, and you're going to find the truth for yourself. Yeah, and that, and that's what I think. But the bottom line is, you have to go ask questions. You have to do the research. You have to find things for yourself. And I think that's why. Um, I think it's important for those people who are in the so-called alternative news media area, um, whether or not you believe them or not, um, they're giving it another word out there for people to see and research. And, and I think that I think people need to have both sides or multiple views in order to make a, you know, to critically think and find the answers for themselves.
1: I just uh, consider two things. Number one, definitely not going to have to worry about this being a short show <laughs> 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 and number two, best Super Bowl commercial. Chevy GM Silverado. Oh, the Sopranos. The Sopranos theme song and Meadow Soprano driving.
0: And Anthony Junior meeting up with her. Yeah,
1: best. I'll give that my commercial of the Super Bowl.
0: I, I'm not all for the electronic cars. Four-wheel
1: drive Silverado. It was a pretty sexy Silverado. It was
0: a pretty sexy Silverado, but you know, <laughs> I think that had that little like a uh, shout out to the Sopranos and same for the next generation, that kind of got me excited. Like, are they going to do another Sopranos with like Dude, the younger chill with the I, children? I don't even
1: care. Maybe want a Silverado. <laughs> First time in my life, I wanted a pickup truck, and I'm not saying just a little bit. I want that truck now. <laughs> like I'm really struggling. I'm like, damn it, Corvette Silverado. Oh, Corvette. Last 21 <laughs> years of my life, Corvette. Now that I'm 22, maybe the Silverado. <laughs> Real quickly, uh,
0: anything you want to say about dinner?
1: Oh, uh, so I keep toying with the prime rib recipe. So this recipe, you know, I, I thought the last one was a little bit better. Um, this one, I used a little bit less salt. Um, I used half and half kosher salt and half Himalayan salt. Um, and then I increased the temperature cooking time from 450 to 500 or the, the temperature of the cooking time to, from 450 to 500 and then turn the oven off. And um, it didn't quite have the same effect. I don't feel like the internal fats uh, created it as positive an impact to the meat. So we're going to keep toying with this recipe till we get it right. And then it'll be in our cookbook. All right. Well,
0: I will say I did like the previous version a little bit more. I did. I did, I did like having a little extra salt
1: there on there. I did too. And it was interesting. And then also I the do other- prefer the Himalayan salt more. Yeah. The other thing is, is, uh, man, I, I was a, a fan of, uh, uh, the scotch mushrooms. I did half Bella, half yeah. white. The scotch
0: mushrooms <laughs> did turn out very good. I would give you two thumbs up with that one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I do recommend the, the scotch, uh, mushrooms. Uh, maybe Jesse will throw that in there into the comments area. If, if
1: anyone asks for the recipe. Ask for the recipe. I'll share it. It's simple, but I want you to ask.
0: And just like I shared the sloppy Joe recipe, uh, since somebody did ask about that. So that's in the comments area in our previous episode, bro.
1: That is,
0: that one's worth buying. The scotch sloppy Joe's. Those are good. You should have sold that. (laughs) Just saying. All right. Uh, I, I would say, you know, once again, great dinner. Thank you very much for cooking, cooking it up. Um, and, uh, I think it did taste really, it tasted great. Um, I love the, uh, you know, like people who, um, prime rib, right. People who, uh, sometimes they overcook it and then it's just not that great. But yeah, I think you had the right temp on there. Um, had the right, right amount of pinkness into it and stuff like that. Um, the one thing I missed on it was just like, I think the it last version just had a little had bit a more flavor. Better
1: flavor, It's not just a little bit. It had a lot more flavor, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll keep, uh, we'll keep, uh, we'll go back to it. I okay. think it's really the answer. Oh kill All right, so this week's Smarter Challenge was to go see Death on the Nile, the 2022 mystery film directed and starring Kenneth Branagh. And I hope I pronounced your name, your last name right, Kenneth uh, Branagh. It was enjoyable. Now, the one thing I will premise, spoiler alert, we're going to talk a lot about this. If you've read the book, you already pretty much know there have been a few adaptations which were grand, but not so deviating from the original Agatha Christie story. Um, It was fun. It was not as lighthearted as the previous one, Murder on the Orient Express. And when I say lighthearted, I think the original one was much more playful. This one, um, you can kind of tell, and it's uh, a little bit later in Pro and Agatha Christie's storyline. Fun fact, you know, Urkel. Perot was the only fictional character ever to be named the uh, private detective ever to be named and have an obituary in the New York Times I did not know yeah. that how cool was that right like that's they, really cool. when Agatha Christie died they actually uh, put that in there I just was like man that's uh that's some respect and rightfully so this was just a great story like uh, appeared in 33 novels and 54 short stories if nothing else that's amazing 33 how do you write how does any author write 33 books with the same character any time well you know
0: i think <laughs> here's your your point i think you said like uh written formats kind of dying mm-hmm. at the wayside there look at look at television television is kind of replaced uh that's books a good point because back then like in the 20s and 30s you weren't like you didn't really have tvs sit there and watch
1: i'll tell you what and he'll be another future subject neil gaiman is uh my only current author that i that i personally enjoy with any of the same i will say Uh, testicular fortitude. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So getting back to the story, though, uh, Death on the Nile, Kenneth Branagh. um, This book was originally published November 1st, 1937. So we are talking uh, a... Plus years ago, 85 years ago, as a matter of fact, a uh, star studded cast, some of which I love so much, I don't really care for, but nonetheless, a star studded cast and it Benning Russell brand. I actually, actually, I liked, I him. loved his, he did great. Uh, yeah. like,
0: At first he, I was like, is that Russell Brand?" Cause it,
1: like, that's what I thought. I'm like, isn't this guy cracked out?
0: <laughs> <laughs> like he looked a little bit
1: too clean for to Dude, Yeah. I'm like, that's not the guy that was married to Katy Perry, but it was, <laughs> 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 uh, but no, he did great. And Russell yes. Brand. Came Keep straight and uh, keep doing acting like this. You were fabulous. Yeah, I thought he did a fabulous job. He played the character flawlessly. I I, that's, I, I think he did. Uh, I think they, most of them played their characters flawlessly. Alia Fazal, Don French, Gal Gadot. Um, she Armie did a great Hammer. job, too. They all did. That's just it. Whether you loved the character or you hated them, these actors did great. Uh, Rose Leslie. This is the chick from Game of Thrones. Uh, Married Kit. Oh, yeah. Barrington. Man, he won in that deal. He's like five feet tall. Just saying. She's She was made to look fairly simple in this movie. She's still hot. Emma Mackey. Sophie Okonedo. Okanado, I if I butchered your name, I apologize. We're American. Jennifer Saunders and Letitia Wright. All these guys did some great jobs. Um, and ladies. Yeah, ladies. Oh, <laughs> yeah, man. So let's think about that. Some of the different thoughts I have about this movie. Uh, definitely fun with similarities to Sherlock. So who done it? But in this one, you know, more so than ever, Eric cool or is really looking at everyone um, and accusing everyone. There's that comment made by Book later when someone's like, are you accusing me of this crime? And he's like, he does that to everyone. Don't take offense. And I thought that was yeah. priceless. It was perfectly placed, harmlessly fun. Um, and it was great. Uh, Emma Mackey plays Jacqueline or Jackie. Oh, man. She's she like, did a great job. Dude, but.
0: I- but I really loved her in her, uh, Netflix episode, uh, Netflix show called sex education.
1: So I did not see that, but what I can tell you is I thought she played a very sultry, sexy, evil person. Well, um, did it great. And, uh, we'll get to some of the other pieces. Once we get past the initial, uh, I I think you're just going to do your brief synopsis and I'd do my brief synopsis, And then we go into
0: the other stuff. Yeah, man.
1: So, uh, with that though, man, Her comment, her quote that will forever stick with me is, he needed things, I needed him. Um, What an interesting, I think that's actually more than not why crimes are committed. Um, I, I think that's, I think people, selfless people, when they do crimes, that's why and it's hard to say you're selfless when you don't want things when you want someone else but i think there is a difference uh army hammer plays simon doyle uh he deceived linnet played by gal gadot Uh, another great job man i hated that guy he did he played his part well i'm like you're not just weak and a great dancer which is how you get the ladies i just hate you and middle finger. Um, Tom Bateman played Book once again just like in Murder of the Orient Express. I love the character. It was interesting to see him and where he folded. Uh, Ali Fazal played Andre the lawyer. Again, a great job and played his part perfectly. You absolutely see he's trying to deceive Lynette or Gal Gadot's character. Um, Man, it's just a, a quick introduction there, but what Perot continues to learn is that man, everyone is capable, almost everyone is capable of evil. And those who stick to the good are few and far between. The closest in the movie to himself is Leticia Wright's character, Rosalie. And uh man, after he like is sits there and like assesses her character he literally says to Book's mom, she is not just fit, she is a catch. And I think to that point, those people really are the people who live by a code that is also very moral. It's rare, and they are a catch. Okay. Uh, that's my quick synopsis. It was fun, man. Okay. Now, everyone in this movie, almost everyone does evil. And I, I, I know a couple of things you were going to say, at least I, I think you are, cause we had a conversation before the show. And, um, I'm gonna leave you to say those because I think they're great points. If you don't, I'll revisit.
0: All right. So honestly, uh, I just, um, after your introduction there, uh, I just want to say that I think, I do think, uh, the, the actors that they brought in, they did a great job. You're absolutely correct with Russell Brand. He, he was, uh, at first I didn't really recognize him. He yeah. just, he didn't play his, his normal type of character. So I thought that was really great to see him expand a little Sleeping bit.
1: Being on fuzzy walls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I thought Annette Benning did uh, a decent job for her role. Gal Judo, I thought I was very impressed with her. I'm like, hey, that's not Wonder Woman. <laughs> uh, also, um, here, here's the thing with these, like, uh, this type of a uh, movie. Here, uh, if you do want like a nice, fun, lighthearted uh, murder mystery type of uh, a movie, which kind of does take you back to more of the, I don't want to say simpler times, but more like, I guess, earlier decades. Innocent uh, times, it, and yeah, more innocent times. It, it's a very, it's a very good flashback into the early, earlier times, and I, I think here it's more of like the mystery capers where it just seems more lighthearted and, uh, not like, so like, uh, serious and, um, political, well, political, or even as like, uh, um, visually assaulting to the eyes. Uh, you know, you don't see a bunch of blood splatter going on or people like you, you see, like you hear like a gunshot go off, but then you don't really see like it really happening. And, you know, it's, it kind of goes, It kind of reminds me of, like, the old, uh, oh, the, uh, there's, like, another type of, uh, um, like, uh, Asian guy who did, like, uh, detective, like, Jackie something or other, like, Jackie Jackie Chan. Chan? Yeah.
1: Dude, that guy's a badass. (laughs) He really is in real life. Yeah. Uh,
0: and then there's, you know, then you got, like, the, you know, like, Sherlock Holmes and stuff like that. And it's just kind of really easy, really interesting and and kind of like a, a fresh, um, uh reprieve if you will from some of the more violent things that we're seeing in movies and tv anymore and um which is which has been kind of nice to see here um and it it is kind of neat how you you see like the storyline kind of develop and then you you see that finally it builds up just kind of like in the oriental uh the murder on the orient express You know, the things happen, and then it builds up, and then the murder happens. And then you see him going around and just accusing people, and I think this is where maybe I think part of the reason why he accuses everyone is that way he can see how they react to being accused, and this kind of helps him kind of, like, break down, like, who, who actually really did it, and not only does it help him break down who actually did it, but it also uh, helps him see like all the other different avenues or perspectives of each person like why they would want to kill somebody and what they actually really did do and, uh, and I think that's how like in this particular in the death of the Nile how he was able to see like who stole the necklace versus who, who was the murderer and what what situations cause which uh, other? situations and uh, I think it's a you know, if you if you want a really fun enjoyable movie and you love how it, like uh how movies build up to a crescendo and then kind of come to an ending i think this is a, a very good movie for you to watch and i you know with the acting the uh cinematography the the old vintage type of like uh um i guess uh the way they dress the cast and all that type of stuff uh, here i would I would give it definitely two thumbs up,
1: yeah, so with that, much like this scotch for me, this movie was fun it reminded me of being yeah. a kid reading the uh, who done it books uh you know, I don't know if it's because age does that or life does that, and the who done its were so much simpler in the past, and I think one of the things that Perot does that's different than Sherlock but also along the same lines is he does a great job attaching people's emotional actions to the end result. And uh, with that, you see book, his great longstanding friend who loves Leticia's character, Rosalie, but he has no money because he got fired from being everything. The, he did. Yeah. Everything he did. Cause he was, a ugh, he's a bad person. He meets Rosalie who's managing her aunt and is straight by the book and lives by a strict code, pays her taxes on time is one of the comments, pays her bills on time and to the dime. Nothing more, nothing less. In other words, he's she's not an evil person. She's never trying to do anyone harm, uh, but she understands that business is business and everything else is everything else. And with that, um, he's going through the characters and look, man, book, wait. Keep pause right yeah. there. Yeah,
0: what makes you think like a woman who's like so like by the book like that to fall for a guy like book who is just a playful person? And he even makes a comment, I believe in the movie, that he he has always felt like he had to be that playful clown for everybody else until he met her. Yeah. So what what makes you think like why would a girl why would a lady fall for a guy like that? And why would a guy Why change for a woman like that?
1: Uh, You know, for me, the answer is for the first time in his life, he found someone who would hold him accountable. And how about her? And for her. You think it's about rescuing him or fixing him? There's always going to be little pieces for someone like that with those pieces. Uh, But there was some, there is also another piece where, man, you want someone who is unintentionally doing stupid stuff but intentionally doing good things to create great experiences. And that's what she really wanted was those great experiences. In my mind, in my mind, she wants the great experiences that he's creating without intentionally doing harm. The un- the harm he does is unintentional. He's an idiot. So uh, <laughs> not really, but he's just not smart. And he even makes that comment to Perot. He's been trying to save money. He's just not good at it. And that's just real because he wants to live in the moment. He wants to have the experience. She can't create but she can get it from him. Uh you know it you know reminds me of someone So it's I know. like a,
0: it's a, would you say it's almost like a yin yang situation?
1: Yeah, for sure. It it uh it reminds me a piece of myself cuz if it comes down to going to the Denver Botanic Gardens or going to the Denver Art Museum most likely in Compassing, going to a restaurant or having some drinks, spending $100 for a membership I already have when I don't have to spend anything, possibly getting a souvenir. Um, that experience is more important than the $100 to me because you can't get that back. It's like travel. You get an opportunity take it. You don't get it back. You may not have the money, but... you have the money you didn't have the experience and so that's where they the yin and yang as you reference it i think that was their attraction was this innocent piece and i do think it was innocent he turns evil if you will when he has failed so in the movie there's a shooting and it turns out Lynette Galgado's character has been murdered. He goes to the room and sees her murdered. He has two choices. Number one, go back and do the right thing. Or number two, Hey, wait a minute. This chick has in the book. It's a million pound, uh, string of pearls in the movie. It's a $2 million, uh, yellow diamond. He takes the yellow diamond. Cause he's like, I found my out. This answers my problems. Well,
0: sometimes I think, you know, <laughs> 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 I think this brings up a good point here, though. Sometimes when, when there's something that pops up like that, like an opportunity,
1: he's stupid if he doesn't take it. But
0: yeah, this is where this is where a,
1: a person unless you run into parole.
0: Well, I was gonna say this is where your own moral code comes into play, and the and the codes that you live by. Uh, when that kind of opportunity presents itself, do you? What what would you do? I mean, I'm not I'm not asking you to answer that. I'm just saying like this is a question anybody would have to ask themselves. If you found your situation and where you're like you found yourself in his situation, um, is your code good enough to be like, well, no one's gonna notice it, I'll go ahead and swipe it. And, or I was just saying your code's not good enough to do that, right? Or right, cause then you would do that. Is your code that? Yeah. Is your code that? <laughs> or is your code to where like all right, I know like this is sitting here. People may not even suspect that I have taken it. She is dead. They probably would think that whoever the murderer was took it, and I can get away with it. But I won't do it because it's the wrong thing. So is your code strong enough? Do you live by that code, or or do you, or is your code not very strong, and and you would t- swipe it.
1: You know, that's a good question. It's, I think it's a question for someone like me. I would have to, and I hate to say this, but I would have to be, like, living in that moment. I'd have to be in that moment. $2 million sitting on the table.
0: Well, and that's, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not asking you to answer it. I'm just saying, like, I think that's what people need to ask themselves. Like, what is your co- – like, if if we're going to go back to your other – to the whole p- The whole part, reason
1: this came up. Yeah. The Codes. Whole, the whole theme that you yeah Yeah.
0: like is is your code telling you to swipe it or is your code telling you uh to alert everybody and tell them that that she's dead and uh and don't take the the jewel
1: you know that's the point though and I think that's what makes the movie fun um and I don't know that many people like have the insight to actually ask themselves that question because for me I can tell you right now I would have to be living in that moment before I could honestly answer that question. Or
0: here's the other one too. If I
1: found $2 million on the sidewalk, not my property, but on the sidewalk in front of my house tomorrow morning on my way to work, would I pick it up and hide it knowing it was probably somebody else's because I didn't lose $2 million? Yes. That's, that's the struggle.
0: So here's the other, here's the other thing is She's like,
1: dead. She doesn't need a <laughs> necklace. It's not hers anymore. She did.
0: <laughs> here's, here's the other thing like a person probably should ask themselves or even think about, um, what about the, about uh, Jackie's code, right? Jackie, she's apparently best friends with Gal Gadot, uh, her character, which is Lynette, right? Lynette. So, but yet they're supposed to be best friends and Lynette or Gal Gadot's character said, you're my only friend or the only person I know that never cared about my money, but yet this whole time she plotted against her to take the money
1: see that's i agree with you and that's where the next twist comes in it's tricky so um, i'm gonna take a side step back for one minute okay as we talked about with eric perot's abilities his Detective abilities and asking people questions and pieces. It's ultimately, these are the little things that I think are true in life. It's ultimately the attachment to the necklace that Book finds so that he can uh, get the money to go live a life with Rosalie. So he did it again for love. This is twisted. It's the wrong thing to do for love, by the way. And he's told as much later, right before he's shot and killed, um, which is actually what triggers. Poirot is the fact that book is killed. And now the one person that Poirot had an emotional attachment to on the boat has been murdered and you see it, he picks up the 45 and he locks everyone in that room and he solves the crime.
0: So here's, here's going to your other point here about earlier about how this was not as much of a fun or wasn't as lighthearted as it was. It's definitely
1: not. It's almost dark.
0: And the reason why is because he lost his friend,
1: right? But he also finds himself.
0: Yeah. So here, here's a, here, here's a question for you and I'll tell you my favorite part too, like what was your favorite part of the whole movie?
1: So in the movie, if you look at Poirot's character, um, you find out Man, this is, this is awesome. At the beginning of the movie, it's World War One. He's in the trenches. And I made the comment. I'm like, can you believe these fools every time they advance 50 yards, 100 yards, 300 yards, they had to go dig more trenches. Like, that's the real work. God damn, son. <laughs> um, so digging trenches. Uh, Perot finds the way he is intelligent enough, scientific, mathematical, calculating is probably the appropriate answer uh to get them to advance and take their land back. Uh Belgium. And with that, that part is fun. Uh but what he isn't able to do is save his captain because his captain goes and trips a wire, kills the captain. Uh and I thought this was beautifully played, scars perot in such a way that he ultimately ends up wearing a moustache, mustache. He wants that, a
0: mustache, right?
1: That's right the rest of his life one you know what I'll, if anyone wants a mustache ride they're on sale today a quarter usually i get a 50 cent piece but a quarter so with that though he wears a mustache through the movie and um this is interesting because it plays into the end where he finds himself um i really loved the way they brought that in um throughout the entire thing uh but uh, some of the playful times is when he's talking about loving the jazzy music, uh, but he in there meets Sophie's character, Salomon. And Settlement is a jazz singer and he does love the jazzy music. He has a fun and he actually has a moment with her, several moments with her where they see each other, whoever, who they are. And she makes the comment to him that he hides behind this mask, um, this face, and she's not wrong. She's the first person. And I think this is what he ultimately loves. And I think that's an appropriate word. He, he loves uh, his first love since Catherine, um, who died when he was recovering from his own tragic injury. well, you say
0: the reason why he's wearing that mustache is because she dies on the train and therefore he, he, cause like at first
1: I think when she got, di- she dies. Katerine, yeah di- dies from a mortar when she's coming yeah. to visit him on Christmas. Yeah. But here's the thing is like when she first visited, visited him,
0: he had yeah. he had like no passion for life anymore. He thought he was like a total
1: and her total answer loser. is
0: and she's like you could just hide him, hide him up uh, behind uh, a mustache. And that's
1: exactly what he does, but he's wearing a mask. Yeah. And again, man, Kenneth Bro, man, is that you did a fabulous job. Whoever ultimately is the writer and how you acted it was fabulous. Um but at the end of the movie he goes to go see Salmon and he had shaved off his mustache and i thought why this was my favorite part of the movie to answer your question but also so wonderfully played is because for the first time in either of the two movies uh, murder on the Orient express and or death on the nile of which up until this point throughout all the movies everyone recognizes him everyone treats him with the greatest respect everyone gets out of his way and gives him anything his want anything he wants in this instance he walks into a jazz club where she's singing at the end of the night They're doing one last rehearsal before they literally lock the doors and um he walks up the stairs and some guy's like get out of my way like excuse you like how dare you come that close to me uh there's actually a, a line a, a line of history behind that uh perot hated people to scuff his shoes but as he's going in he didn't care that his shoe touched the other guy's shoe the other guy did um, he goes in and everyone's him like crap he's like we're closed dude, not like sir, not like pro, we're closed. And he's watching her sing with their last rehearsal of the night. And then he turns his face and he he had shaven off his mustache. He had gotten rid of the mask that she, Salomon earlier in the movie had said, you hide behind this mask. And he was. And it was the first thing I think, uh, first time I think anyone had made him reconsider who he was. And I loved it.
0: All right, so mine's way more simple than yours.
1: <laughs> okay, I just asked her, like, what what scene was your favorite? And you go,
0: that's huge tirade, which is great, which is great. My favorite scene was just really simply when uh, Perot was uh, at the, at the, uh, <laughs> at the pyramids. Oh. And he sees a kite flying. And he's like, What are you doing? You're ruining a perfect you're <laughs> you're ruining a perfect uh, a perfect scene here. And he there's his, and there's his, his friends cake. And there then there, there's his friend Book said they're flying a kite. I thought like that little that little that that little scene right there was perfect. And she showed how Book was such a fun loving guy. And it shows how Perot like really enjoys and likes to encapsulate uh the scenery or the things that are going on around him and then when he sees his friend you, you see the love of the friendship and i think that's that's real simple like that's that's it, what it i like
1: great it is great and it's a good point too because that's why rosalie and book Buch- Have this attraction is because that is book. He's like up there, and until he's enjoying life, dude. Until Perot Perot finds out it's book of flying this kite upon the pyramids, he's literally is drinking his espresso with his super special dessert cake, and he throws them both aside. He's like, "Hey, yo, what are you doing on the pyramid? You are ruining my scene." And it's right though. But the difference is that was Perot at that point, not living life, but enjoying. The scenery, the uh, not actually living though. I don't think, yeah, I don't think he was living
0: life. I think he was just, he was in his, in in his shell doing his thing. And then there's book doing his thing, which is enjoying life, living life. Yeah,
1: like you're exploring us, yeah dude and you got to do that it's a it's a road trip in the middle of winter or summer or spring or fall yeah. when you don't know what the weather's going to be or you do it's a spur of the moment expedition road trip, road trip to nowhere yeah dude it's whatever it is uh or you know it doesn't know right. it can be Roswell.
0: so <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh any like let's go ahead and uh, you want to wrap up here i'm not sure if we hit all your points but let's uh
1: you know the, the uh, biggest thing for me here is Um, Agatha Christie did a phenomenal job writing these books. Again, we had 33 novels, 54 short stories, a handful of novellas. Um, But really, that's the, the bottom line is she did this great job with this character who has stood the test of time and why he stood the test of time. He was crafted after other actual individuals, um, but he also aged as she did. And I think that's one thing that isn't always considered. As he aged, he dyed his hair black, he had these Beautiful, uh, lively green eyes that lit up like a cat's when he was excited. In the movies, they're blue. He doesn't dye his hair black, so it's a little bit different than the actual books. But nonetheless, you can see he pays the same care and attention to his look. And uh, with that comes some pieces of vanity. He is hiding behind a mask. He, We, we all do in different ways, I believe, um, whether we want to or not. And he did it so well. It was so well-directed and acted It was a fun movie, but it is definitely dark in comparison to Murder on the Orient Express. I feel tragically with the way it ended, this was intentionally ended so that there would not be a continuation of this spur of movies, which is sad to me because I think they did such a great job. I would love to see it. I think if there is any more movies, they bit and piece ones previous to this, which um, were not necessarily as popular or well-written by even Agatha Christie, but uh, it was fun. If you are looking for a good show, realize if you're comparing it to Murder on the Orient Express, Um, That movie ends uh, with his invitation to come solve a murder. And that has happened. And then this movie starts. It does not literally start as I thought it did as murder on the Orient Express ended. It ends after he solved one more crime and goes into the death on the Nile. The last two things I want to say about this movie. One, cinematography. A plus. Uh, When they come upon the different, you know, the pyramids or the different scenes in Egypt. Unbelievably Okay, I gotta ask you this when you say the cinematography, sort of which I totally agree, <laughs> dude, amazing, did it, did
0: it not make you want to go do like a river cruise right on, the, now, on, the Neil, on, right on the Nile now, yeah. right
1: now? Like, I am in what there's war and I might get shot. Let's do it <laughs> like, yeah. right now. It's, I want to do that as bad as I want to go do the alien cruise once the cruise ships oh. are allowed and all the restrictions are lifted. Okay. We're doing that, it, but like, literally, I'm like, yeah, like, like I want said, to go. Yeah,
0: that's that's <laughs> the They're that like, man, I need to go see the pyramids, I need to go see Card. I go
1: out there and I want
0: to go take a, a River
1: yeah and it's just like oh my god this is so amazing um it again it reminds me of my childhood i'm excited it, it excited yeah. me and and that's one of the things i think perot does for me in general is that he makes me excited even when it's dark um he makes me want to be a better person and i don't know that many characters do that i know that um Sherlock is great of a, I love Sherlock it's great of a character as he has always been. He didn't necessarily make me always want to be a better person, a smarter person, um, but not necessarily a better person, but Poirot always makes me want to be a better person. Okay. And this was
0: no different. And then the other point,
1: Oh man. Um, I, I want to go back and revisit some of the early pieces and see how this character transformed. And I, you know, I challenge any of our watchers and our viewers to, uh, pick up a book and do the same, go and read something, um, see a movie, see the transition. I'm actually super excited to do that.
0: Well, I'll first start off here my wrap up is I didn't even know Agatha Christie wrote these wrote these <laughs> books, <laughs> like I've, I've known about, I've known about like the murder of Orient Express, like, and I knew about uh, the death, a uh, death on a Nile, but, but I did not know that she was the one who originally wrote the books or wrote about that character. I don't think she's celebrated like she should be. Yeah. And she probably needs to get, needs to be better recognized for that. But, or maybe she is in, in that realm, but like, honestly, I didn't know. So when you told me that I was like, oh, really? I, I knew she, I knew who she was as an, I knew she was an author, but I didn't know like what she wrote, but so I thought that was really cool. Uh, this is once again, I think it's a great movie. I think uh, it's a great movie to take your family to, uh, or if you don't, if you don't have a family, it's still a great one to go enjoy by yourself. It is very much a fun murder, Mystery, mystery caper type of movie from kind of like like a throwback and, and it is from a much simpler time. Uh, and I think, uh, especially like how much we've been, bombarded with so much violence and blood and gore and stuff like that. It's just kind of more refreshing to see something in this kind of light. Uh, and it makes it, as you say, kind of more is it's kind of enjoyable. It's an enjoyable ride, this movie. And it's enjoyable to see him work and just see him go from, you know, being invited along to the party to when the murder happens to see him work his craft. And that's what he does. He works his craft. He's a master of his craft. And then from there, True. and there, and from there, he's able to solve everything that happens and, and some of the peripheral stuff of, of other things, which I think is really kind of a, a kind of an awesome take on it. And uh, I mean, it's not like super hard to figure out who was the murderer or who was kind of like the mastermind. Like, I mean, even if you didn't, even if you don't know the story, I think it's pretty easy to kind of solve it. But the way he comes about uh, and and solving it, I think that's the real treat.
1: Uh yeah, and I think also just the fact that he's emotionally impacted gets his little gray cells going. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. And I and I think to kind of just tie in to the whole like theme that we've been going on with here with uh with your codes, um, I think people when you watch this, I think it'd be interesting for you for a person to self reflect and say, if you were in books position. Could you, or would you take that money to the or, the, or the necklace yeah. or in your case, the money outside the door?
1: Yeah. Or, you know, if you're, um, or are you the type of friend that would
0: betray and stab your friend in the back like that and plot against them for years and years?
1: Or, you know, if you're Jackie, are you willing to, cause she did not care about the money, but she knew that her, Army Hammer cared about the money. He needed things and she needed him. And that's what she says. Spoiler alert, as she kills them both. Uh, Very Romeo and Juliet Shakespeare oriented. But, you know, I think it's real. Are you that person? I actually think there are more people than not that think their codes are stronger than not. And would... uh, Because
0: what kind of friend is that show her to be? That's just
1: it. She is the shittiest friend on the planet. But she'd be a great lover. (laughs) Possibly, no, man. She would literally kill for you. But here's the thing: Would she really be a great lover? Because yeah, she you, would not hold you true to your own moral compass. If you had a strong one, it wouldn't be a struggle. She fell in love with people who did not.
0: Here's the thing, though, right? Like, would she really be that great of a of a of a lover? Because she just gave her lover to someone else, so that way they could steal money from them
1: there's a long game and there's a short game you can lose a hand or you know lose a game to win the uh season. all right
0: so okay so uh i think that uh overall two thumbs up for the movie oh man Watch it was it. fun
1: but it was darker than murder on the Orient express
0: and i would say i think it, it does pose some good questions about self-reflection and how you would be as a uh a question your own codes
1: yeah are you jackie are you book are you sophie are you Lynette? are you perot and uh i
0: actually feel sorry for lynette though because she said with all that money that she
1: has she has no real friends she all she has is enemies and she knew better then and she also stole her best friends man yep
0: so I mean, yeah, and that's the other. That's another. I don't feel
1: sorry for. Her.
0: That's another good question about. Take codes. the necklace.
1: Like I, at the end of the day, I gave zero craps about this lady.
0: So that's the other good thing. A good point right here when you're talking about codes. Are you the type of friend that would still your friend's lover?
1: Man, um, see, there's two sides to that. As you ask the question, no, absolutely not ever. Um, and I'm not I,
0: asking you to answer the damn dude, question. Dude, I will always
1: answer the damn question because I've at, thought about that, and I like—I think I'm honest with self-reflection. Are there evil things or wrong things I would do, especially if it was to better my kids or save my kids or to save uh, a, a love or to uh, you know do these things? And yeah, man, I would do a lot if it meant the survival of mine.
0: So here's a, I think a good proper answer is it's kind of hard to say unless you're in the situation.
1: Some things are I can tell you right now. <laughs> <And> <laughs> at the end of the Gal Gadot, Gadot, uh, uh, you are gorgeous as a person, <laughs> as a character, as Lynette, as a Wonder Woman. Uh, man, you're dead. I'm taking your necklace. <laughs> <laughs> <Ba-ching>! <laughs> all
0: right so uh, <laughs> that being said uh i guess uh, next week's uh, smarter challenge is are
1: we there you are, wait, you know what? Life is great. Life is great. I'm loving the scotch. I know it's not your favorite. I'm enjoying well, it. Here's
0: the thing. Like I said I didn't part of it and I didn't even enjoy the other scotch I had earlier too, because I think part of it is because I burned the roof of my mouth.
1: So dude, that's tragic. Brian, you made the damn salsa too hot, the green chili too hot, uh, for me, dude, the honey rider in this history, what I'm going to always remember this as is the James Bond honey rider scotch, uh, sexy and smooth, um, fun brings back the youth. Uh, Perot has done the same especially with death on the nile and just reconsidering these things this show has done all of that to you life is great uh drink responsibly don't drink and drive i want to keep that one even in there <laughs> even though we're drinking responsibly because there's a, a, you know an excess of just don't drink and drive um but with that uh man thanks for the show yeah. Thank you.
0: All right. So this next, uh, smart challenge is going to be watching a documentary.
1: Oh my God.
0: And, but I think you're going to like it though. All right. All right. So the documentary is going to be called, um, well, it's not going to be called, it is called, uh, a rich, a rich man's tale. to JFK.
1: Oh, yeah, JFK. And and
0: so really, it it is a documentary. I I want us to watch the documentary, but really the documentary leads up to, it does lead up to 9-11, but really more so, like, I want us to really focus upon in this documentary is the part that leads up to and talks about the JFK assassination.
1: I like that. I'm digging that. And
0: then uh, with that, if we want to bring in, like, uh, Oliver Stone's information about JFK or any other information we have about JFK's assass- assassination, we could bring that all in as well. But the main part I want us to watch is from this documentary because, to me, I think this documentary is pretty much on point and it brings a, a brings up some it brings up some stuff that I don't think a lot of the other resources brings up. All so, right. so I think uh, so. I think that's going to be a good one there. we don't, I haven't picked that, out the scotch.
1: That's not true. We got next week's scotch right here. So the past few oh, weeks, we've okay. had some delicate and wonderful scotches. Uh, just last week, we had the Oban.
0: The Oban Distillers Edition. Distillers
1: Edition. Oh, my God. Fabulous. Fabulous. Um, the week before that we had the Glen Fiddick 14 a bourbon barrel some creamy and smooth a lot of the scotches we've had were creamy and smooth this to me because of the honey is somewhat creamy not as smooth as some of the others I'm still digging this honey rider that's what I'm going to call it but so next week we will follow up with the Glen Morangi so this is the Cadball Ball Estate uh, year two season two edition two whatever you want to call it Rachel Berry's old employer <laughs> yeah, literally <laughs> I think it'll like, like falls in line flawlessly, does it not? So it's, like, perfect. Uh, no, I mean that. Like, is it not perfect? So we were literally going to go, uh, in just in the past weeks, we've talked about and had fun with the Glenn Fittig 14. You mentioned Debbie. Uh, uh, Mom really enjoyed that conversation. Um, we're going to do it again with the, the Glenn Morangy 15 American Oak and Bourbon Cask Deep and Creamy Whiskey. So that will be next week's Scotch.
0: Okay. I guess uh, that will be next week. So I thought that was gonna be in two weeks.
1: No, t- man, two weeks is the uh fifty-two week annual edition, man. All right. Yeah. That's, that's gotta be something deeper.
0: Okay. Well, all right, you made the call there. All right. So with that, uh anything you wanna say to the people before we sign off?
1: Uh thanks for watching. Let's get back to the basics. Uh, we're getting ready to start our sex and sex and we're getting ready to start <laughs> our second season, not our sex and season, um, our second year, man. We're getting ready to start our second year. And, uh, with that, you know, please give us feedback. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. Give us, um, the honest truth of what we should or shouldn't do. I want it. Um, we'll use it. And, uh, yeah, thanks for watching. Please continue to give us ideas, what you want to see, what you don't, we can tell you, um, respond via email or whichever, if we'll do that or not. Some things we just don't go, uh, you know, we're not encroaching upon, um, others will absolutely enjoy. So, uh, thanks for watching. Please continue to share.
0: All right, Thank you. And thanks, thanks for being, thanks for doing the show with me, man. I think this is great.
1: Dude, tonight was a blast, man. I started out after the Super Bowl and I'm like, man, I don't know why I'm so tired. And then we started the show and I'm like, I'm excited. The scotch is great. The subject is fabulous. I could have literally talked for five hours. I know you could have.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I just want to say thank you, everybody, for watching our show. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, Please, as as Jesse mentioned, please uh, like, share, subscribe, leave some comments down below uh we want to hear what you thought about uh maybe the murder on oriental express what you think about the death on the nile agatha christie uh if you uh did try this uh this fine uh ben react ben react uh the original uh, 10 the original 10 of scotch here Let, let us know what you think about that and uh honestly uh if you are watching us you're probably on youtube already or on rumble and hey thanks to the the new Recent Rumble, subscriber. yeah, we got one new Rumble subscriber, So thank you uh, to all, everyone who subscribed on YouTube. Thank you. I think we're up to, was it 41 now yeah. there? So we're growing slowly, but surely, but Hey, uh, better than shrinking, <laughs> yeah. Better than shrinking, <laughs> 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 better than a, uh, nice. jumping in cold water Ooh. and jumping down and, tur- and
1: still growing. <laughs>
0: so any case uh once again thank you guys very much for watching us on either youtube or rumble if you are listening to us uh, wherever you, you are listening from thank you again uh and if you do like our content uh Please become a patron member. You can do that by going into the comment field. It's the very first link in the comments. It'll be say "Become a Patron" and just click on the link. You'll be able to find it right there, and you can become a patron for. Give us $1. a dollar.
1: You'll be yeah. surprised at the extra footage you get. So, <laughs>
0: so just let so you know. Uh, we're going to start adding in our, like, as we do our tasting, like our whole, like, warp speed section. That's now going to be put into our patron area. Uh, so that way the patrons can listen or watch that section. Um, so, uh, and then any any other kind of, like, bloopers or clips that we might be cutting out of our shows. Which there's a lot. <laughs> 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 so with that, thank you once again, everyone, for watching us. Uh, same Scotch time, same Scotch hour, and uh, cheers to you all. Cheers we hope you enjoyed this evening's episode of scotch hour if you did please like share and subscribe also if you have not done so already please become a patreon member with memberships starting as low as one dollar a month thank you and hopefully you have a wonderful evening.